Hello. <clears throat> Hello. Welcome to This Week in the Atlantic Coast Conference, the podcast for allsportsdiscussion.com. This is Jeff, one of your podcast co-hosts, and you can follow me on X or Twitter, whatever they're calling it these days, at Talkin' ACC Sports. <clears throat> That's at T-A-L-K-I-N-A-C-C Sports. The podcast moderator is Matthew, and you can follow him at ASD underscore Hokey Smash. That's at ASD underscore H-O-K-I-E-S-M-A-S-H. But he spends a lot more time these days at the All Sports Discussion Twitter account, X account. That's at All Sports D-A-C-C. I'm going to turn it over to Matthew now as we welcome our podcast guest and Matthew, everyone looks ready to go. And everyone was awesome for being flexible with me and my stomach. So I appreciate both you and James. I walked 10.5 miles and I ended up catching the last part of that AFC championship game. So that was really cool. This week we have James Curl on our podcast. You can follow James at, at James Curls. That's at J-A-M-E-S-C-U-R-L-E on X. I'll always call it Twitter. He does work at Pack Pride. He's been an NC State podcaster for more than a decade. He does awesome work, and we're happy to have him as a return guest on this show as we review the ACC basketball of this last week. He's been on here for NC State football before. He's been on here for NC State basketball before. He has just been on. He's been on here as a panelist. He's been on here as a game picker. He has been everything for AllSportsDiscussion.com. A dream guest. James, welcome back. Before we start, is there anything you want to plug? The floor is yours. I I want to plug uh, therapy sessions in Buffalo for all the Buffalo fans who are going to be heartbroken about this loss and uh, are going to be struggling to make sense of a world that uh, saw them go oh for four in the nineties when I was a kid and, uh, and now still struggling to find a way back to the Super Bowl. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, I think uh, thank you again for, for letting me come back on and talk out, hang out with you guys and talk some ACC sports and um, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> excuse me. I, I don't uh, do a whole lot over at Pack Pride, but I do host a show with Corey every Monday um, uh, from Medios there. And, uh, you know, uh, we actually, you can watch it live now. Uh, used to be, it was just uh, pre recorded, but, you know, Corey has a, an account set up on YouTube where you can, if you follow Pack Pride on YouTube, you can watch us record the shows live on uh, Monday evenings at 6 30. That is awesome. Well, make make sure that you tweet that out to us so that we can certainly promote. We can certainly promote it, and we absolutely will promote it. Jeff, you're up, friend. All right, thank you, Matthew. Uh, James, uh, this past week in ACC basketball, who was your team of the week, and then who was your most disappointing team of the week in the ACC? Well, I mean, I, you know, I'm always disappointed when state loses. Um, 
So I, you know, but I, I think, you know, state had a, a, a nice win against Wake Forest. So I'm not going to uh, choose them as my disappointing team, but I, you know, I, I do have to address my Wolfpack right up front. Um, I, I don't know. My, my team of the week might actually be, I was trying to decide between of the two teams, um, not named UNC. Uh, I was trying to decide between the two who actually won their last two games. And, um, Virginia and Syracuse are on two game winning streaks. Yeah, I you know, I think either one of those could possibly be the team of the week. I'm going to go with Syracuse. Um, you know, they they get a, a road win at Pitt, you know, a team who just beat Duke, uh, Duke <coughs> and then um came back home and squeaked out a narrow win against Miami. I mean, uh I don't know. Miami may be my disappointing team of the week, but uh, overall, they're they've been a, a pretty disappointing version of the Hurricanes that we're used to seeing under Jim Laranega. Um, but that said, it's still a nice win for them. Um, so I'm going to go with Syracuse as my um, team of the week on the the you know positive side. Uh, you know, and then disappointment wise, I mean, I don't know. I you know. You can look at uh, you know some of the teams that are towards the bottom half of the standings. You know, Clemson's still you know disappointed. They did win; they, they split effectively the week. Um, but you know, at three and four, after <coughs> such an amazingly hot start to the season, I mean, you you lose to Georgia Tech at home. That you know is a thriller of a game, but. You know, you just can't lose to a team like Georgia Tech at home. You know, you get a nice road win against Florida State, so I, I definitely want to give them credit there. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I, it's harder to pick a, a disappointing team because just overall, in general, the ACC this year has been a lot of ups and downs, and, and there hasn't really been um, a whole lot of teams who have really kind of um, – <coughs> I don't know. Let's go with Miami as the the, the disappointing team of the week. They uh, lost both of their games of the week, so maybe they're, um, you know, to to compound the overall disappointment of how the Hurricanes have done this year. They, they had a, a pretty bad week to drop three and four. Uh, it's it's kind of a shame that three and four puts you right in the middle of the ACC standings. But um, let's go with the Hurricanes as disappointing team of the week. <coughs> yeah, I think that's a good choice James and I think we're really finding out just how much you know Miami is missing Isaiah Wong um, I mean when they needed a basket you know the last few years I mean you always could count on Isaiah Wong I mean he could create his own shot he could handle he could score and 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 he was just like a backdrop that when they got in trouble he was there and they still have some decent talent on that team but something's something is definitely missing with them right now. And, uh, you know, they're, they're getting kind of close to falling off the, the NCAA radar. They, they got to make a move here quickly. And, uh, that kind of leads me to my next question. Um, you know, as teams look ahead to next week, you know, what, what ACC games are you looking forward to the most in the upcoming week and who do you have on upset alert? Um, well, you know, I should have probably pulled up the ACC schedule uh, for this week coming up. Um, 
before uh, you queued up that question for me. Um, you know, it's, uh, I think, uh, you know, I'm looking, I'm just going to, you know, this, I'm sure this is a great podcasting. So going to kind of scroll through some of the, uh, <laughs> take your time get that schedule up it's hard to <laughs> you know they got get games on monday tuesday take wednesday and saturday off. right yeah i mean it's uh th this is we're getting into that kind of part of the schedule where um you know they're just sprinkled all throughout so there's uh, it's going to be nice that you know uh college basketball gets to be a little bit more front and center uh obviously college football has been done for a bit now, but uh, as the NFL season winds down and we only have three games remaining, um, you know, college basketball gets to come to the forefront a little bit more. Um, you know, it's funny that Monday game, uh, you know, Wake at Carolina. Carolina has, um, I, I they, I just feel like they're due. Um, you know, the state had. Uh, you know, 30 good minutes against them and then let that game slip away. Um, you know, BC gave them a, a fist fight. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, BC is one of those teams that, you know, the record doesn't really reflect it, but they're having a better than expected season, I think. Um, so I don't know if I'm going to call that as the upset on Monday night. Um, you know, uh, be interesting to see how Duke looks against Louisville. Uh, you know, in Kentucky, um, you know, they just dropped that uh, gut punch of a game against Pitt. Can they rebound against a Louisville team that started to play a little bit better? You know, they took, you know, NC State um, pretty much to the wire in that game. Uh, they're, a game they're a team that you wouldn't expect to be able to, um, you know, pull off an upset against a, a team like Duke, but you know, maybe Duke's a little bit more vulnerable than we think, and maybe Louisville's a little bit better than we think. Um, I think we definitely need um, uh, realize how much Duke misses uh, Jeremy Roach and Mitchell um, because of that game against uh, Pitt. Uh, I, th I thought Duke looked kind of directionless uh, in that game, especially on the defensive end. Um, <laughs> Henson just played out of his mind. And Duke could not get out and cover the three. And what they did cover, Pitt knocked down. So uh, I think Duke is, until they get Roach and, and Mitchell back, especially Roach, who's kind of the heart and soul of that team, I, I think they're vulnerable to, to just about anyone they play in the ACC right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think you're right there. I, I think, you know, State traveling to Virginia. I mean, we obviously uh, we got Virginia at home, uh, and I assume that state traveling to Virginia, Virginia would be considered a, a slight favorite there. But um, you know that potential, if you if you want to consider upsets, ones where you know the team that's uh, favored loses, I, I would say that's a potential for us. We you know Keats. Being from Virginia and and having coached at Hargrave Military, you know he always seems to to have his guys up and ready to play against Virginia and and teams from Virginia. I say that having just lost to Virginia Tech, so Matthew, I know you were happy about that, um, but uh, yeah, I mean I I think there's a, a potential that State could snag an upset there. <clears throat> the Miami Notre Dame game could be a rock fight. 
Um, you know, I still, again, looking at, you know, the rest of the games and the schedule this week, you know, the, Florida State's kind of, you know, having a surprisingly strong season. You know, I, I keep saying that I think Carolina's due for one, and if it's not Wake, it, you know, that Carolina matchup against Florida State might be one to keep an eye on as well. Um, maybe this is me wish casting for the Tar Heels to lose, but um, I, I think that might be another. That'll certainly be a game to keep an eye on, you know, uh, that and the Clemson at Duke game. Um, I think both of those games on Saturday, um, those would be back-to-back on ESPN. So that'd be a nice four-hour block there of ACC basketball. <coughs> All right. Sounds good there, James. Uh, are there any national games <clears throat> that you're looking forward to this week? Before, before we go to that, before we go yeah. to that, I have a follow-up. I have a follow-up. Uh, James. Uh, mm-hmm. In my memory here, Virginia Tech has not defeated Boston College while Mike Young is the coach. Hmm. That's a stat I was not aware of. Is uh, that streak going to continue? Because if Boston College is, uh, or excuse me, if Virginia Tech is favored at home, I may actually drive across, across the river and <laughs> bet against my team, and I can't believe I'm saying that. <laughs> Well, it's never good to bet against your team. I, I know sometimes it can be one of those situations where, you know, you're like, uh, I, I can win either way. Either my team wins or I, I make a little money with a loss. But um, I would never bet against my team. But you know what? I mean, I'm being a little <laughs> facetious here, right? Because I sure. I, I would just like to see Virginia Tech beat Boston College while while Mike Young is is in the coach, is the coach. And it's been one of those – really strange things that I can never. Sorry about that. My autoplay video. I got to love ESPN and their autoplay videos. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, we uh, looking through the NC state lens, you know, as at teams in the past who used to always give us fits inexplicably, we used to always struggle against Josh Patsner's uh, Georgia Tech teams, and and I don't know why. Like they, you know, Tech could be having uh, Georgia Tech. That is, could be having one of the worst seasons under Patsner, and for some reason, they would beat us by ten. And and um, so it it's it, it is kind of inexplicable how some coaches and team combinations struggle against other schools. Um, uh, I think. A lot of Mike Young, I, I, you know, what they did in that game against us to come back and beat State in Raleigh. I mean, I, I would say that's a huge win for them, uh, and indicative of what a good coach he is. I mean, Couture and um, who's the uh, the point guard uh, who uh, just I, I was desperately rooting for him to miss foul shots Padula. down the stretch, and he wouldn't. Yeah, Padula, right. <clears throat> those two guys together are just when they get hot, especially from three, it's hard, man. It, they are a hard team to beat. Um, I know Boston College is, is playing much better basketball, but I don't know. I, I like your chances in that game for sure. Okay, well, we'll hold, we'll hold you to it because you know what? I <laughs> I feel less confident. Jeff will tell you this. I was in I was on vacation last year last last in 2022 and in in fargo and i kept telling jeff uh that i mean 
I said, is Virginia Tech going to win this game? Is Virginia Tech going to win this game? And they would be like, Matthew, they have the worst offense in the ACC. And sure enough, they came and they won by seven points at Boston <laughs> Boston College won by seven yeah. points at Boston College in 2022. And I was like, man, you know, and then Jeff Wright writes this post about Matthew was writing about Virginia, or Matthew was talking about Boston College like they were Kansas all week, and I never believed him. Is that right, Jeff? <laughs> yes, I, I remember that really clearly. I mean, you, you, you made it sound like they were walking into – into 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 Cameron Indoor Stadium or uh, something in uh, 1999, and Jason Williams was playing for Duke. <laughs> <laughs> the way he made Boston College sound that whole week, or or, or I, I do remember <laughs> saying it was like going into Cold Field House and playing Kansas, and then they they pull that that stunner. That, I mean, you know, Boston College has a way of you know lulling teams to sleep up there, and I mean they they push North Carolina. Uh, some this past weekend. That's a that's a dangerous place to play. James, it's a hypnosis factory. I mean, I keep telling people you've got to create your own energy, otherwise you're going to fall asleep, and Boston College is going to win, and you'll never know what happened. Well, the the risk for Boston College is if they keep getting better, then their fans are going to get more engaged, and then they'll lose that edge. So uh, they're going to have to ride that uh, that line between. You know, being good enough to beat you, but also uh, keeping that, uh, you know, library-like feel uh, in Conti form. Or is it, Con- is it Conti it's, the, it's where they play? The, the, game's in, the game's in Blacksburg, but, I mean, the last one was okay. – but the last one, you're right. The last one was in in December of 2022 was in Conti form. And, <laughs> and, and, gotcha. and you're right, too, that the energy really hasn't changed up there at all, except for when North – probably when North – you know, when – or, you know, when a top three team comes to town or something like that. And even right. then, it's still like a library a little bit, maybe a bigger. You know, I, speaking of BC, I mean, you know, Quentin Post obviously is is a problem. Uh, you know, a, a seven-footer who can shoot threes is always going to be tough to defend. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know. I I like – I'm it's, it's maybe it's recency bias and having just watched you guys play us, but I – I think that y'all are, you know, you've got leadership where it counts at the guard positions. And uh, <clears throat> I think that, you know, I, I like your chances. I, I I would say you don't have anything to worry about, but, you know, I'm sure history has taught you otherwise. <laughs> you know, it, 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 ha- it has, James, only because, like, I saw that first half that Virginia Tech played against against NC State Virginia Tech had 15 turnovers against NC State, 15. And I remember watching that game against watching, and this is a separate topic, but it's related. I was watching Pitt and, and Duke, and I remember when the Duke, the uh, Pitt player followed, you know, their pit, Duke was down by four points with 22.2 seconds to go. The Pitt player goes out there and fouls this guy shooting a three-point shot for Duke. And right then I saw Jeff Capel put his head in his hand and that's kind of how I felt the entire first half when Virginia Tech was playing NC State with these 15 turnovers because I had never I had never seen such sloppy ball in my life and and to escape out of there with a road win was was honestly was shocking to me 
I mean, I was, you're right. I was happy about it, but it was shocking to me, but I, I history has taught me otherwise when playing, <laughs> when playing Boston college that I don't expect good things to happen. So, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's all I, that's all I got. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Jay. All right. Uh, James, as we look nationally, uh, are there any national games that are you looking forward to this week? Um, well, uh, I actually do have the, the schedule pull, <laughs> pulled up here. I, I, I got, I got wise and started to, to look ahead here. Um, you know, I, I'm, I am, I'm kind of myopic. I, I tend to focus almost exclusively on the ACC. I, you know, I'll kind of keep tabs on which conferences are, you know, doing, you know, better than expected. Like, you know, this year, you know, I think the Big 12 at one point in time was considered the best conference. I don't know if it still is or not, but, you know, um, it, you know, UConn's having another great season. <clears throat> um, you know, Purdue is, is obviously uh, doing really well. Um, but, you know, I, I, I don't want to cop out and say no, not really, <laughs> because, I, you know, there's – you know, I, I, I'm looking ahead. I see Texas versus Oklahoma. You know, I'm sure that'll be a fun game. But am I going to be someone that's tuning in on a Tuesday um, to watch Texas and Oklahoma when there's ACC basketball on? Probably not. Um, you know, um, Houston, BYU, uh, a couple of top 20 teams facing off against one another later that night on Tuesday. So Tuesday, I mean – looks like there'll be a lot of consequential games going on Tuesday, the 23rd. Uh, if you're someone who, you know, is looking at the bigger, broader picture, you know, it still feels like it's a little bit early to be trying to, you know, figure out a whole lot in terms of uh, how the bracket's going to be shaping up. Um, you know, if it's, if you think it's hard keeping track of all of the FBS football teams or the Power 5 football teams and, and engaging how they're doing, you know, when you when you throw it wide open and you have all of the uh, Division One basketball teams, and uh, you know you've got you know good teams sprinkled throughout even more leagues and across you know other parts of the country that you don't typically follow, it, it does just make it a whole lot harder to uh, to form opinions um, before you start getting super close to uh, to tournament time, you know, I, it does look like NC State's going to be one of those teams that's fighting for a spot in the tournament. Um, so I'm sure as <clears throat> we get towards the end of February and, uh, you know, heading into, you know, the conference tournament season, you know, I'll, I'll probably start forming some opinions on some of the other bubble teams and, you know, like, hey, you know, why are we – let's do blind resume comparison with, you know, this team or that team and, and skew it favorably, hopefully in NC state's favor. But, um, you know, I, I think at this point it's a little bit, uh, hard for me to kind of get too ramped up about non ACC basketball. Uh, you know, as much as I love the sport, it's just, I, you know, I, I'm an ACC guy. I love, I love the ACC and, and obviously, you know, growing up here in North Carolina and, and being a state fan and, and knowing the history that's all tied to that and tobacco road and everything. It, I, it's easy for me to kind of get hyper-focused on just the, uh, the ACC teams, especially the, the eight or nine that were the ones that I remember that were in the league when I was growing up. 
Yeah, fair enough, James. And you know, even even for me, it's it's kind of hard to watch too many games outside of the the ACC. Uh, for the most part, I can't find them half the time anymore. <laughs> right. uh, uh, I mean, it's, it's great of Big Ten deal, which financially is a fantastic deal um, with all of their games now on uh, Peacock and, um, you know, other uh, online uh, streaming services. You can't find the Big Ten hardly. The Big 12 mm-hmm. is on ESPN uh, Plus, which is you know, not something you find on your dial either. <laughs> I think the, the, the occasional game on CBS or the, um, you know, the SEC game still on ESPN. But uh, I mean, if I was a fan of those two conferences, no matter how much money I would was making, uh, I'd be pretty frustrated by the lack of exposure that their sure. their basketball programs are getting. And you know, we're fine. The ACC games, you know, they're they're on ESPN, uh, ESPN. PN2, they're over the air on even CW, ACC Network. Um, you know, when, when it, we're, we're talking exposure, we're not talking financially and getting into that. But when we're talking just pure exposure, you know, the the ACC is still getting um, superior coverage to what those conferences have now. Yeah. I, and I mean, say what you will about the CW. I mean, it, obviously, you know, it was a, a big punchline during football season. Um, but the fact that you can regardless of where you live in this country, you can over the, over the air, you know, with no subscription whatsoever, watch an NC state, Virginia tech, uh, basketball game. I mean, I think that's big. It, it, or at least under undervalued, you know, I think it's a, a value that has some merit that we don't talk enough about, uh, is, you know, the, uh, a, a regional conference having a, deal with a nationwide over-the-air carrier um, that doesn't require any monthly subscription fees or anything like that. You know, somebody who's just in, you know, some random part of the country that wants to watch sports is flipping through their TV dials when they don't have cable or, or any kind of TV service. You know, they'll stumble upon an ACC basketball game. Um, I, I think that's – I think it's good. I, I don't know – how you could measure the metrics of what kind of impact that has. But, you know, I, I know it being able to see it sure beats not being able to see it. Um, you know, that Houston BYU game I was talking about, that was going to be, you know, a big one on, on Tuesday. I mean, you're right. It's on ESPN plus as part of the big 12. I mean, that that's a game that I'm sure the ESPN folks would love or, or they love the fact that, you know, folks, would probably have to find a way to subscribe to it or, you know, maybe get like a Hulu bundle to, to justify, you know, getting ESPN plus to watch that game. It's, I'm sure it's driving subscription numbers, but you know, it's, it's a frustrating time uh, to be a sports fan and having all of the different, you know, services and carriers and things. And, you know, beyond the money part of it, it's just, you know, having a hard having the difficulty of okay i've got to have <clears throat> i've got to have a website pulled up pretty much every every day or every week when i'm wanting to know where my team's going to be playing to know which network or which service it's going to be either you know airing on or streaming um i don't know it's it's hard i i uh i'm i'm hopeful that there will come a time in the near future where some of this you know, shifting tides settles in a little bit, but you know, 
uh, with all of the movement that we have seen in college football and, and the money that's tied up in college sports there, um, it may not be uh, as soon as we would like. Um, and can I say one thing about Houston? You know, uh, I, I have a particular, um, you know, eye that I keep on Houston for this reason is, um, you know, they're led by Kelvin Sampson, you know, a guy who coached at Oklahoma at one point in time and then got fired for what now it seems like completely ridiculous, uh, um, NCAA violations compared to what's allowed, uh, in today's NIL era. Uh, I think he got the boot because he made too many phone calls or, or exceeded his, um, uh, you know, recruiting um, limitations or, or something to that effect. Um, but, you know, he's a guy from North Carolina, uh, you know, Lumbee Indian from uh, not too far from where I'm living right now down in the Clinton area. And, He's a guy that I, I feel like if ever there was a coaching change made, and I'm not saying I want Kevin Keats gone or anything like that, but if if it didn't work out with Keats and, and the fan base you know wanted to move on and the administration wanted to move on, I would really, really love for us to make a push to get Kelvin Sampson because I feel like he's a guy that has proven at just about every stop that he's been at that he can be a hell of a basketball coach and – I think it would be an easier sell getting him back to North Carolina than him leaving Houston for another, you know, 